genre. Welcome back to Rocky Minute, the daily podcast where we go back to the docks where we belong, one bum at a time. I am Jason. And I'm Doug. And joining us today, this is unusual to have a new guest on the middle of the week, but joining us today on this Thursday is Paul Sully Sullivan. It's me. Nice How to have you? you back again. Yeah, it, it was, uh, it was, it's, it's fun. I, I like, uh, I, I was, I was here for uh, the pet shop. Mm-hmm. In uh, in Rocky, the original Rocky, so I had a lot of fun with that. With and here we are again You're, in a pet shop. Yeah, <laughs> you got me right back into the damn pet shop. We're going so <laughs> to call you Paul Pet Shop Sullivan from now on. Well, right? I also I also had the docks with. Remember what was the name of the dude? Oh God, oh, I, it I, was I, uh, Bob. It was Bob. Yeah, Bob. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. whose thumbs he was going to break. You so. were one of our inaugural guests. Yeah, yeah. Well, for this whole good. project, yeah. I'm, I'm glad I made it back to the sequel, much like Gloria. Yeah. <laughs> now, Doug wrote in the notes here, you, you have in quotes, and I guess a nickname, Sully. Were you Sully before or after the guy who landed the plane in the uh, Hudson and saved all the people? <laughs> I've been Sully so long before him, and it pisses me off that, that the Sully, that if you like Google Sully, he comes up first. Like well, he, he, he did. He, 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 did he, he did do you know something, you know, quite uh, quite miraculous. I guess. It, it, true. If that but, doesn't get your first billing on the Sullys on Google, I don't know. I don't know what you got to do. Here's my resentment to it, though. Here's my resentment. He's not a Sullivan. Right. He's a Sul- oh, yeah. Sullenberger. Sullenberger, right? So like everyone uh, and everyone was everyone with the name Sullivan gets called Sully. I mean, my sons, I know it, it's bound to happen for my son as well. And so when there's so there, now there's a Sully who has, he has the belt as as King Sully, and he's not even part of the tribe. He's not yeah. even a Sullivan. That's right. And so there's there's part of me is like, look at he did a great thing with a plane, and then Tom Hanks did a fine job landing it. You know, in the in yeah. the movie, but. You know, it's like the other. The other. It doesn't make me as mad though as Monsters Inc. I was just. Gonna, uh, I was just gonna say you're my third favorite Sully. There's the guy who landed the plane. <laughs> then there's the monster from Monsters Inc. And now the, then you. Here's the thing that makes me mad about. He's not a Sullivan uh, either. No, no, he's a Sullivan. He's a Sullivan in in Monsters Inc. But they spell his name S U L L E Y. Now hmm. I know approximately eight hundred thousand Sullys. <laughs> um. 400,000 of them were in my class in, in Massachusetts, and none of us. I'm a proud Sully. The name of my podcast is Sully Baseball. Nice little plug there for everyone. And nobody spells it E-Y. It's S-U-L-L-Y. And the fact that, that there's probably the second most famous Sully after someone who's not even a Sullivan is a Disney creation where they threw an EY in it. It's like, really? There's not one Irish dude in Disney <laughs> in the animation or a Pixar to say, you know, hey, you know what? I don't think that's how you spell Sully. Would you say that they have sullied the name? Oh, my God. You know what? That's it. I'm out. Bye. <laughs> you have to find a new guest. <laughs> I'm out. I am OWT out. <laughs> If they can misspell Sully, I can misspell out. Sorry, dad jokes are my specialty. Nice. Uh, no, no, no. I'm, you know what? I'm, I love a good dumb joke. So, so 
so that's, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, you're listening listen here for the right show. Yeah. I know. That's why I subscribe to you guys. <laughs> so anyway, today we're knocking out minute 74, which begins with Paulie having no idea, no idea what to do in a crisis and ends with Rocky and Paulie sitting in some hospital chairs. I added hospital there. Yeah, I've gone off the I've gone off the, the rails. Went off book. <laughs> yeah, there's a. It's funny that um, everything. The, the very first shot of the clip that you gave me was the pet shop. I was in the pet shop the last time with Gloria, mm-hmm. and there you sent me one, and it's Adrian going into labor, and Paulie not knowing what the hell to do. Right, having no yeah. idea. She's better off having that parrot help her. <laughs> not knowing, not only not knowing what to do, but just 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 completely panicking. Mm-hmm. Like his yeah. his that the high pitched voice. What's wrong? Like really, just has no yeah. idea what's what to what's do. What's wrong? Here. You can't figure it out, Paulie. You really can't figure it out. He had no idea what to do. That even last minute when she uh, when she started to grab her belly, she went to lean into him, and he like moved away. <laughs> He yeah, like, like leaned like, his shoulder back, like what? what why are you? What's this? You're gonna make a look? wonderful uncle. You why, know? <laughs> why are you trying to press your body against mine? I don't, I don't understand hugs. You know what? There's something about this sh- shot. I know most of this shot is gonna be. Um, uh, most of this this minute that you sent me is with uh, Mickey in the hallway. Mm-hmm. There's something about this shot here in the 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 pet store that goes to something that I feel. I'm going to go. I'm going to. I'm here for a couple of minutes, and I have some definite thoughts on Rocky II as a whole, as as a whole in the movie. Um, but one thing that is the, even this very shot strikes me, even as I have it paused, is that there's a certain grittiness of the original Rocky that had gave it a sense of realism. That everything in this film is just slightly cleaned up. Mm-hmm. It's a little tidier. When you saw those scenes in the pet shop in the first one where Gloria was basically cock-blocking Rocky <laughs> when he was telling the, uh, you know, the, the jokes uh, and, um, you know, shell-shocked because um, the, the horns don't work. <laughs> what and a great scene. <laughs> it's an amazing scene and it's so romantic because he's so just, you know, loves her. But one of the things in that scene is you could practically smell the cat litter. Yeah. You could smell the stinky dogs. You could tell that like me with my allergies, my, like I started reacting just watching it, you know, right. <laughs> like the, the dander from 1976 <laughs> made it into my, <laughs> made it into my head. That, that like my head would explode like scanners. If I walked into that <laughs> place in real life and, you look at this scene here, and it's the same pet shop, and Gloria's still there, but it just looks a little like a little cleaned up. Too and it organized. Doesn't quite that that yeah, it doesn't quite have that that gritty realism that the original Rocky had. Um, and I'm going to get back to that a couple of times where that where my thoughts of Rocky II land. I let me get before anyone panics. I like Rocky II. Mm-hmm. I, I don't dislike Rocky Two. This is not Rocky Five, okay? Mm-hmm. I do like Rocky Two, but um, I watched Rockies One, Two, Three, and Four uh, with my kids, uh, and they were ten, eleven years old when I showed it to them, and they loved the original Rocky, and they, you know, they and and they like they, they wound up liking all of them, which is great, which means I'm doing a good job as a dad. Yeah, there you go. But it was but watching Rockies one through four 
over a period of about two weeks, <laughs> a bunch of films that came out in a nine-year span, and I watched them in the span of a couple of weeks. It was a little eye-opening, and my and some things about Rocky II sort of stood out. But I'll, I'll get to some of those a little more specifically. But this shot just – it is the pet store. It's just someone brought – some bounty and fantastic. They cleaned it up a right, little bit. Right, right. It's a little yeah. too organized, it seems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just seems like anarchy in the original. Like there probably there was probably bird crap everywhere and yeah. like, you know and and probably stunk. It looked like and, there wasn't any room to walk. There was a giant dog cage with Buckus in it. And, and Buckus was way too big to be in that cage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I don't mean to derail the entire no, that's... one minute, but but it, it's a preview of Sully attractions here. So. <laughs> well, if anybody listened to us last year, they'll know what what you bring to the table. So I would not worry about it. All right, cool. Well, the, yeah, because we're getting to we're getting to what you know. She sits down, and and then about four seconds into this, Mickey walks in, and and um, and uh, he's gruff. Mm-hmm. He's uh he looks like uh like with that zipper up sweatshirt with no shirt on underneath. <laughs> <laughs> he just he looks like he just uh well first of all we we pointed out how sweaty and greasy he looks. Yes. And that just, you know, having a sweatshirt with no shirt underneath it would I don't know, just add to the sweat and and the holding Did, in of the see, grease. See, I thought he had a shirt underneath. I thought it was like a, maybe he doesn't. I no. it was like a pink shirt. Not there. No. Look he's that, he's, he's oh. wearing a skin colored shirt yeah. there. <laughs> that's that's all Mickey. <laughs> that's oh Mickey, you're so fine. Uh, uh we have we have Rocky who after his training has already showered and he's at his locker. Mm-hmm. So is there a gong? What did I just? What the hell was that? Did you hear something? Oh, Jay hit his mic stand. Is that oh, the noise it makes? Yeah, I thought. Yeah, yeah, I thought maybe you was someone gong every time. Like Chuck <laughs> Barris was there. No, you got to hit it pretty good. Like these springs here. That's okay. All right, guys. <laughs> yeah. uh, so Mickey asked him, "Where are your guts?" So Mickey's finally had enough. He's he was kind of babying him through his training, even though Rocky didn't have it. He was still, still kind of pushing him and and yeah, you know, telling him he's scary. He's a greasy, fast Italian tank. It, it, when he wasn't yeah. doing crap, um, but he asked Rocky, "Where's his guts?" And uh, yeah. Rocky's Rocky's had it too. Yeah, he, he says, "What's your problem? You got a problem, kid. You got a ticker problem." As he touches his uh, his bare chest. And it's, and he gives him that great look he gives him before he puts that jacket on. No one could give Mickey a fu look quite like Stallone does. Is that right? Right after Mickey says he's training like a bum, right? Yeah, damn bum. Yeah. And now, this is he, he this is word real, real good. Sorry. No. Okay. I was just saying this is one of the really. Uh, besides the chicken scene, which is Burgess Meredith's highlight of the film, is that I mean, to me when you think of him in this film, you know, bringing the chicken out in the training is that's his that's the Mickey highlight of this movie. But you get the sense that when they were writing the when Stallone was writing the script and everything that he realized he needed to give Mickey another beat at one point because he had so many great beats in. You know, in Rocky, you know, like you ever think about quitting? You should, you know. Yeah, you yeah. Know. And but also, the the 
one of the best scenes in the movie in the original Rocky, of course, is the, you know, you need a manager and, and, you know, he, Rocky won't talk to him. And then he starts screaming, you know, you, my place stinks. You know, that, I mean, that whole scene where the, the confrontation, that to me is, that was one of the great scenes of this whole series. And I think it's, and I think that scene probably got Burgess Meredith his Oscar nomination. And this scene feels like we need an extra beat with Mickey. <laughs> you know, we need an, a moment for Burgess Meredith to make us remember how good he is as an actor, of course, but there, this relationship with Rocky of he's, he's the one who's willing to undress him and call him, you know, call him out for his BS and that Rocky is willing to call Mickey out, you know, that this is, it's not quite a father and son. It's really just sort of a cantankerous uncle and nephew kind of relationship. Yeah. But, you know, it, you see this scene, and it doesn't have the wallop of the, you know, my place stinks scene from the first Rocky. Although it kind of sits as the same, you know, it, it hits the same beat um, yeah, well, as, as that. When Mickey raises his voice, which is really like the first time he has all movie. Right, yeah. Um, you, you tell him to go back to the docks where you belong, go back to being a two-bit nothing. And the things he says are, they're... They're good, you know. They cut deep. And he says, yeah. "Don't you ever come back here again?" Because I'm too old to waste my time training, trying to train a no good loser like you. You bum. <laughs> One more bum. The first for good time measure. Mickey was up when he says, "You're training like a damn bum." That's when Rocky like turns to him and gives him that like look, mm-hmm. that, yeah. like he, you know, that really hit home. And then he says, "A bum," mm-hmm. and then Mickey lays into him. And then Mickey brings a bum again in the end. And bum is like that word that Rocky, you know, he always said, "I never, I didn't want to be just another bum from the streets." Yeah, like yeah. bum is that word that triggers something in him that. Like it's like the worst insult to him. It's like uh, <laughs> it reminds me of Back to the Future when he called uh, Marty McFly uh, a chicken. Yeah, you know, yeah. like right. it's just and he has every action. Like Bum is like that's that's deep. Well, yeah. I think it's the it's the running theme of Rocky Two, which is you know he had his one chance in a million. He didn't win, but he he didn't get knocked down and everything. And but now what happens? And he feels like he he's devolving you know he's he he couldn't even keep the job at the at the meat plant here at the at the the slaughterhouse or whatever the hell you want to right. call that yeah and that he feels himself regressing and this is kind of a this is a huge wake-up call for rocky because you know the fact that mickey now looks at him as if the whole fight never happened. Now it's like the, the like the Apollo didn't. He didn't even fight. It didn't amount to anything. He's still at the spot where. And look at where he is. He's at the locker where the whole confrontation originally began in Rocky was over his locker. So if you remember, you know what happened in Rocky. The fact that this is where this confrontation is happening. Uh, it's this notion of wait a minute. Am I going to be at the point where I'm back on? My bag is hanging on the on the the hanger again. I I stood my own with the heavyweight champion of the world, and I'm back to being a bum in your eyes. Right. I'm not sure and, that Rocky cares at this point. Right now, I don't. I'm not sure Rocky cares because he's yeah. like Mickey's yelling at him. He really doesn't have any emotion on his face. He's just he's you know get going doing about his business in his locker. He he has that reaction when Mickey calls him a bum. 
But then when Mickey's yelling at him about going back to being a loser, Rocky really doesn't react. He's putting on his jacket. He's oh, looking he at may- him. Well, he, that also just may be a point where he is, you know, he has to absorb it first. Mm-hmm. You know, just remember when he was calling him a, a, a no good knuckle burger bubba in, in the first Rocky, mm-hmm. his reaction was just kind of looking at him and he tried to, he tried to retort by saying, it's a living. Yeah, yeah. And said, that's a waste of life. Right. Listen to me. I this is how much I know the first one better than the second one. Yeah. I'm sitting here going every damn <laughs> every damn line for the movie for the first one I can recite from memory. So <laughs> Yeah, you're definitely not alone. Well, anyway, so then you know, and then the scene goes on well, and Well you said um just interject here, you said um that maybe Rocky's just not processing that. He's he's absorbing it while Mickey's yelling at him. Before yeah. he, you know, before he's able to process it, but he doesn't even have a chance to because yeah. uh, the the other trainer Johnny comes running in to tell him that Adrian's sick. Yeah, perfectly timed. I whenever I see a scene like this, as I, you know, I've done a tiny bit of acting in my life. I'm just thinking of the actor who plays Johnny, who yeah. is right around the corner there. Who's like, okay, okay, I gotta run in, uh-huh. I gotta run in, and the director is Stallone, so he's you're not gonna have the director telling, him, okay, go in, you know. So it's like, oh, please don't screw this up, please don't screw. <laughs> and, you, and you know, there's a take or two where he ran in too early, like, oh, God, damn it, sorry, I'm sorry, Burgess Meredith and Sylvester Stallone. You know, this is, I mean, this is Johnny's big moment in the movie. Is yeah, he gets to yeah. Have this, the actor who plays him, whose name escapes me at the moment. Oh hell, I'll go on IMDb and find out. But yeah, you know, it's his. It's his, uh, you know, it's his moment to say, have Stuart a, Robinson. Stuart Rob- uh, Robinson, I want to say. Um, not Stu Nathan. He's the announcer. Um, well, is, is John, Johnny is his name? All right. That's you know his, what? I'll find it out. Yeah, yeah. It's not the great Frank McRae, by the way, who is no. in the meat. Yeah. Who's one of the great that guys, the late great Frank McRae, who's been in a thousand. Stuart Robinson is his name. So, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, the great Frank McRae is the guy who had to let Rocky go in that scene in the uh in the uh uh in the in the yeah, butcher maybe. place. And he was he is such a great that guy. I mean he's one of these guys you just anytime you see him in a movie, like, oh and he's passed on since but, oh it's that guy. I thought right? he was still alive. We uh we talked about him when during that scene and we found that he was the the other security guard in vacation uh, the, before oh, John Candy oh, yeah. gets taken hostage. He's the guy that lays down on the ground. <laughs> he's treating me like a dog, yeah. Mister Wally. <laughs> yeah, I, I, be- I believe he's in. I believe he's in Red Dawn. I think he's the the high school teacher who gets killed right at the beginning. Oh, oh I don't know. Remember, you remember when the, the, the they're parachuting in and he comes out and says, "What is that?" And he goes out and says, "Can I help you?" This is a bunch of Russians that there with him. I believe uh. it. Uh, I know he did a few projects with with Stallone. Yeah, and he's also in 1941. He's in a he's in the uh, the the Runaway Tank with John Candy in 1941. Hmm. Cool. Look at it. Look at it. It's, this is turning into the Frank McRae Appreciation Podcast minute by minute. He's not uh, even in this damn minute. But I want to. I just want to give. But he, there's still Robs did a good job in the whole. You know, come running in like, hey, Adrian's and. and and he's he's also slapping the shit out of Rocky when he's training too. Yeah, not yet. May I? Before you do that though, I 
you know what it, what bothers me is Mickey Mickey is asking Rocky what's wrong you know mm-hmm. what you know he keeps asking what's wrong what's the matter yeah but the thing is like Mickey does he not know is like Mickey this naive or this oblivious to the situation that that he doesn't know what Rocky's problem is like I think we. I mean, we watched the movie, so we know Rocky's problems. But Mickey was there for the stairs scene when Mickey came in and said, "Let's go knock his block off." What is it, right? Mm-hmm. Knock his block off. Yeah. And Adrian was at the stairs, and Rocky looked back. Like Mickey was there for that. Mm-hmm. But it, it, I would think that if, if you're somebody's trainer, like a trainer, a coach, a teacher, mentor, whatever, you you're supposed to be able to read a person and understand them and get to know them. And and it would I would be shocked to think that Mickey doesn't know what the problem is. Like he didn't, he doesn't mention it. He doesn't say, "Is it your wife doesn't want you to fight?" Like he he just keeps like, does he not know? Or it is this? Like, I know he doesn't have a wife, so is it not triggering with him that maybe this yeah. is what's bothering him, or he doesn't <laughs> care? I can't imagine that uh, he has any experience in relationships. It's just getting you. You you've kind of organically got to one of the problems I have with Rocky too. Oh, right. I like. Well, problems. look at that. I there there's a couple of there's there's I I hinted at one of the problems. Which was that you had the pet shop, but it was just tidied up a little too much for my taste. Mm-hmm. You also have a couple of things that happen emotionally uh, in Rocky Two. This scene, which, as you said, yeah, he. What, what do you mean? What's the matter? You know what's the matter. Right. And the fact that the pregnancy goes wrong just at the moment when Rocky needs to have something like this. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of emotional button-pushing moments in Rocky II that seem more like, well, we need something to happen now and don't feel as natural as they unfolded in the first Rocky, like the Thanksgiving scene or the the ice skating scene or the scene where Paulie goes apeshit and starts, you know, smashing up with the, with the baseball bat or Rocky alone in the ring where he notices the the, the poster is screwed up. You know, those are all scenes that hit these emotional moments that you know, that help move the story along. But they seem like they just they, they seem natural. They seem like they really just flowed organically from the story. There are moments. And it, again, it could be the fact that this is Stallone's first film that he directed. I think that's true. I mean, did, he didn't direct Paradise Alley, did he? He did. Yeah. Oh, he did. Okay. Yeah. Well, he he was still, but but you know, Avelson was a much more experienced director at that point. He was, you know, especially after Save the Tiger, which he had done, which is a which is a really fun film. Um, that maybe there's just a little bit, just seems a little ham-fisted, um, and a little like forced, like you know, like I'm having this dramatic moment with Mickey. That like, all right, I mean, Burgess Meredith is fine, but it's. You, why are you asking what's wrong? Right, you know, right, exactly. You know well, and just at the moment when he needs this, in comes. Oh, Adrian needs help. Oh, we'll run out to get you know. This, that scene's over. We go to the next scene, which and that'll lead into the next minute. And it just feels like it. It it, it feels a little forced. Mm-hmm. And I think the first half of this film where Rocky's dealing with, okay, I had my shot, now I'm back being a regular guy again, is really interesting and also kind of self-reflexive. It's a, it's a little bit of like, it's very autobiographical of Stallone. Like, right. was that my own, was Rocky my really my only shot? You know, and I, I, there's something about this scene, and, I, and I'll get into the next bit, and probably the next bit I'll get into philosophically some more detail of of what i think that feels a little 
I hate to say by the numbers because, but it seems a little like, well, this is, we need a Mickey scene now. Oh, we need a dramatics. And it just seems less about the story flowing naturally and more about what the story needs to happen. And that's something that is, it really, the, it, it, it rings a little false for me. And so, I mean, I hate to say, I, I know I'm not supposed to criticize no, no, a Rocky we, we film on the Rocky, on the Rocky <laughs> Minute by Minute podcast here. But, but uh, it's, it's funny that I'm sitting here when you sent me the minutes, I'm thinking, oh, please have it be the fight. Please have it be the fight. Because I oh. love the fight, at the end of Rocky, <laughs> yeah. you know. But, um, but yeah, this, there's something about it. it was like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you, and it's funny how you hit on it about like, you know, why doesn't why doesn't Mickey know? Well, because this isn't this isn't Rocky. So I have uh, I, I've been um, referencing the the novelization of Rocky too, uh, you know, because there's there's certain things in the book that aren't in the movie for yeah. a reason. Yeah, well, because in the movie, right after this locker room scene, Rocky runs out, and then the next shot is them in the hospital. Right, but in a book here we have um, what happens between him running out and the hospital. So he gets I'm, a cab. I'm not gonna. How, how, how dramatic <laughs> could it be? <laughs> well, I'm not gonna. I've been reading in Rocky's uh, in a Rocky accent, which is awful, and I'm, I'm I'm abandoning that because it's just you know just want to get to the to the brass tacks of what what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. So he says, uh, for a second, I froze in the doorway because I couldn't understand what was happening. I mean, when you walk into a place a thousand times before and you see it one way, like with Adrian standing behind the cash register or cleaning the birdcage or something like that. But now I walk in and it was a whole different picture. There was my wife laying on the floor with her brother cradling her head in his lap. I felt sick. I dropped down, kissed her and stroked her hair. What happened? I said to Paulie. Nothing. We was just talking loud and she dropped down. I don't know what happened. Talking loud. (laughs) Yeah. You're yelling at her, Paulie. Yelling at her. Talking loud. Adrian, how bad is it? I said to her, but I didn't hear nothing coming back. She moved. Wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. The novelization is told in first person. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I may have to read it. <laughs> I may have to read it. It's it's interesting <laughs> for sure. I wish it was told from first person from Gloria, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he says she, she moved her head a little, like she was trying to talk, but she didn't have the strength to say anything. And now I was getting st- scared. And uh, he just says the ambulance is on its way. I had no idea it was in first person. I may, I really may have to go on to uh, Amazon and, and find it. Hopefully yeah. there's a Kindle version. Yeah, yeah I or, got this or a Stallone reading it version. <laughs> I assume that he went right to the hospital. I didn't know. He doesn't, it doesn't, uh, for some reason, doesn't, I don't think that he went to the pet shop. Right. Well, isn't the pet shop like right across the street from the gym? Yeah. yeah. So probably Paulie went apeshit and then he, he told the parrot, you know, you know, get Rocky, and then flew had the parrot fly across the street, and that's how he tied a message to its, le- its little yeah. leg. No, no, the parrot just went. Ah, Adrian needs help. Ah. <laughs> and Johnny speaks parrot, so uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. That would have been the most amazing scene of the parrot fly across the street in Philadelphia. <laughs> that's the uh, Disney version of Rocky. Oh God, yeah, that would be it. All right. Um. All right, if, you, if that is all you have for this minute, uh, why don't you tell our fans about Sully Baseball or what else you got going on? Um, well, I mean, uh, we're, doing a, we're doing a hiatus right now in the offseason, but I'm doing some stuff to bring the podcast back. So the best thing to do is just to subscribe to Sully Baseball on Twitter, at Sully Baseball, and I'm going to be making all sorts of announcements pretty soon of 
some of the format changes and the places you can subscribe. Cool, cool. And Sully Baseball on Twitter is where they can get all that information? Yep, at Sully Baseball, all, all one word, yep. All right, and there's no E in Sully. No E, no, exactly, no E. So us you can find on uh, we're at Rocky Minute on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Are we on Twitter? Yeah, we are. Actually, uh, you are. Yeah, you guys are. That's how you communicated with me. So. Yeah. Um, you okay. could also join our Facebook listeners group, Mighty Mix, or you can email us Rocky Minute Gmail. Or um, where do you get our show? Dueling Genre. Head over to DuelingGenre.com, and you can download all of our episodes, past episodes, and catch our future episodes. So thank you for joining us, and we'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow. What are we waiting for? Take this! Was so fun. Actually, he, he just blew my mind. Oh, Mickey. Oh, Mickey. <laughs> Keep going, please. No. Oh, Mickey, what <laughs> pity. You just don't understand. You take me by the heart. When do you take me by the hand? Oh, Mickey, you're so pretty. It's guys like you, Mickey. What'd you do, Mickey? Do, Mickey. You, you, you broke my heart, Mickey. That's my dramatic reading of Tony Basil's Mickey. It was I'm going to do that in my next audition. So. <laughs>